0: this week, nine NFL DFS edition of the sports gambling podcast is presented by win bet. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds. Win bet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet a hundred dollars and get a hundred dollar free bet at sports winbet podcast.com slash win bet that sports
1: gambling com slash W Y N N B E.
0: Ooh welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan,
1: real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Final answer DFS show happens late in the week every week. Just I, I just <laughs> love the I love the result. I love the process. I love the result. And I I feel like I got a fire fucking lineup, and I don't think I would have had this fire fucking lineup if we did the show on Monday or Tuesday. I know
0: some people are like, "Hey, we kind of like it earlier in the week." I think that is just. (laughs) I think that's just the creature of routine, creature of habit. I'm the same way. You just get used to it at a certain time of the week. I know. I, I think my lineups will be better. A, we get injury news. Yep. I mean, Jonathan Taylor ruled out. Seemed like he was going to be fine earlier in the week. Uh, Austin Eckler. Now he's been downgraded to questionable. There's a real chance he doesn't.
1: Uh, he's off the. He's off the report. Uh, oh, updates, he's on, well, well, there to you go. The see, that's he's what I'm
0: Thursday, when you see the Thursday practices, that's really a a, a good indicator of who's going to play or not. And obviously that's huge when we're hammering away at these DFS lineups. And what
1: if I told you part of the reason for the move early season college basketball? Early oh, week. Er, yes. I mean, what what better way to fill the the feed earlier <laughs> in the week <laughs> than some college basketball baby? Yes. Uh that
0: will create some opportunities for college basketball. Man, there's just so much great action going on including my Philadelphia Eagles moving to 8-0 shout out to the haters. Oh, you can't cover 13 and a half. We're busy building an empire over here eight and oh, Hey, you're looking to bet on the Eagles or any of the NFL teams. Hey, maybe even want to get down on the world series, college football, like Ryan said, college basketball. We're going to have a college basketball podcast on the main feed. Stay tuned. There is so much to get down on. And of course, who doesn't like a good free bet? That's right. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. And of course, the win bet uh, win hour. That's right. Every uh, Thursday between 5 and 6 p.m. East, we are actually in the win bet hour now. If you are on uh, watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast, head over to win bet now. Get in on the WinBet hour again. Better odds, better parlays. Spin that parlay wheel. I love that thing. Offer subject to change. Terms conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state. We're play through in Venezuela. available. If you're some who you has a given problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also giving away an autographed jersey, either Brian Dawkins or Lawrence Taylor. Your choice. Completely free to enter. All you got to do: YouTube.com slash sports gambling podcast, hit subscribe, comment on a video. Now, each video that you comment on between now and when we pull the winner, Sunday night is a different chance to win. Make sure you turn on your notifications. So you don't miss the uh, big announcement that you may have won joining us on the line to talk daily fantasy football. You know him from the SGPN fantasy football feed, Mr. Andrew, Rob what's happening, Andrew
2: going on guys it's always good to be talking DFS uh, I've been cranking out a bunch of lineups this week so I'm ready to uh you know put a million dollars in the bank account
1: let's I, go I feel like um I I'm excited to talk about DFS but I since we have a resident commando Commander's yes. football team commies redskin fan my first thing we got to talk about is obviously ownership looking like it's changing and I don't know if you're following this Sean I know you've been running around dealing with stuff RG three yeah, per, per his own Twitter page already has 400 million ready to go. I would love to see RG three as a part of this this, this ownership group. Uh, we're going to get the Amazon guy, but I, I don't know, Andrew. I mean, obviously you're excited because anything's better than Snyder, but do you have, is there someone you would be excited to be involved in the ownership of the Washington football team?
2: man, dark horses are, uh, Peyton Manning said he wouldn't mind owning a franchise. That would oh. be legit. Uh, and also Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a huge commanders fan. Yeah. He definitely has enough money. So, uh, those would be the, the fun ones. Uh, honestly, the guy who owns all the other DC sports, I, his name's, uh, escaping me right now, but he has said that he is also uh, interested in buying the commander. So anybody, but Jeff Bezos or Dan Snyder would be fine by me. Is it Ted Leone? <laughs> is it-
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, he owns um, like all the other things.
1: Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be some combination, right? Like, it, it seems like a guy like Bezos gets what he wants. Like, he's got an island. Uh, he's probably got property in space already. If if he wants to own a football team, right? Like, that's the next logical step of power.
0: Yeah, I mean the NFL is like the is one of the few things that money can't yeah. buy in the sense that there's just limited opportunities. <laughs> Trump like, wasn't let into the exclusive no, club, I mean, like, and it pissed them <laughs> off. Yeah, that, that that could be a whole other story, but the uh, you only have 32 slots, so it doesn't. No. There's plenty of and not plenty, but you know what I mean? Like there's a bunch of guys who can put together a bunch of money, but being <laughs> an owner is really There's only something... 32,
1: but one of them is that crazy fucker down in Jacksonville who loves the wrestling
0: Shahir Khan or yeah. something. Yeah. He dude, he's challenging the uh, WWE. One of the few like legit challengers. I see Andrew in your background oh, uh, yeah. when you came on. Well, the you really upgraded your uh, podcasting like uh, space here. One, I noticed you got an autograph draft day um, poster from Ryan. Ooh. That's looking badass. I saw a, a, a cardboard cutout. For a second, I thought it was you as a kid, but now <laughs> I I'm seeing you, you. Explained before the show that's actually your son. It was one of those things where like during the COVID season, you could pay to have them uh, be on the field as a fan. That's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, thanks. Uh, I know you can't see it off to the side as well, but we have a uh, signed, uh, here, I'll move it over a little bit. There's a signed uh, picture of Joe Paterno being carried off of the field after his 400th win. Uh, It's signed by Eric Shrive, who is the gentleman right here. Uh, you know, just some some Penn State uh, memorabilia for oh, you as well.
0: Little uh, little uh, trivia there. I was actually at that game, and nice. they they ran down the field, and I shook Joe Pa's hand as they were carrying him off. So oh, awesome. maybe yeah. maybe I just I, I, that part of the photo is where all the players were. It's like later on, I was like, yeah, Joe Pa. Hold
1: on to that story because I <laughs> feel like in the future they won't be allowed to rush the field. <laughs>
0: That's true. That is one of the things the fun police are going after you before we get to our DFS lineups. We're going to do that in just a second. Got to get your thoughts on the commander uh, quarterback situation. I I was hearing someone, uh, I was listening to the announcer. uh, I think it was during the commies game and he was saying, oh, you know, in uh, three more weeks, Carson Wentz is ready to return. (laughs) And I just laughed out loud because I go return to what there's no way in my mind, they're letting him play again at all. To me, it's like, let's see what we can do with Heineke. If Heineke fails, I think you want to see what you, you get with the rookie there. Like, or if. They get completely knocked out of the playoff picture. Give Hal a couple starts at the end of the season. How do you see uh, the the Washington quarterback situation shaking out?
2: Yeah, I I don't think Wentz plays again at all. Because if he does, uh, if he can, you know, continues to play, then they're going to have to give up a a second rounder instead of the third rounder that they originally gave. So I I think he saw his last minutes on the field already. Um, you know, I do think if Heineke keeps winning, he will keep the spot for as long as they're in some sort of hunt for the playoffs. If that ever diminishes, then I do think we will see how. And you know, just so they can take a look at what they actually have in the rookie as well.
1: But uh, as far as Commander Carson, I, I'm I'm
2: pretty sure we saw the last of them already.
1: The deep conspiracy is purely like Heineke might actually be bad for the franchise because the crowd, the fans love him so much, but his ceiling probably isn't high enough. But he'll he'll always be that ghost, that like that shadow that the new guy has to deal with. Because when Heineke plays, it's fucking fun, right? It's like that chick that you hung out with for two weeks in the <laughs> summer. Like it, it's just fun, like hundred yeah. percent fun was gonna be happening, right? So
0: not long term fun, but we don't know. Short-term.
1: Sam Howell could be a you know naggy as shit, and, uh, <laughs> fucking really really be into complete wet blanket, to shitty movies. <laughs>
0: Uh Yeah, no. I mean, who I forget when we brought that up, but comparing him to Ryan Fitzpatrick just seems like that's dead on, right? He's,
1: he's kind of
0: a, kind of a gamer. Does he throw the best ball? No. Does he somehow pull out some wins? He probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And, and I could see why the fan base would, would want to ride with him. And, And the, if the division wasn't so tough, um, and o- I almost want to apologize, Andrew. I mean, we're just we're just <laughs> dominated here, and and the Giants are good for some reason. The Cowboys are winning a bunch of games. Like I, I feel like the Commanders aren't having a horrible season, but they're just randomly all of a sudden in the best division in football, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. When I look at these other divisions, and Washington could either be number one or two in these other divisions. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's right? uh, it, it it hurts, but that's uh, all right, man. NFC Beast. We went
1: from the least to the beast, so I'll take it. So and and real quick, just a little tout on the division. People are pointing out that no one is below 500. Great, we're a gambling show. Did you know there's not a team in the division under 500 ATS either? That's even crazier. Mm.
0: It's one thing, yeah, to have a have a great uh, just win loss, but a, against the spread is really crazy. Giants
1: too. and Cowboys are six and two. Eagles are five and three, and the Commandos are four and four. So. Carson wasn't responsible for a ton of that. I know that. <laughs> Go figure. Commander,
0: reporting for duty. All right, uh, let's get to it. Let's get to the DFS picks, the
1: lineups. Do we want to look at last week real quick? Oh yeah,
0: sure. I, f- I keep forgetting. All right, it was
1: that. a two a double with Tyreek and waddle. Yeah. Uh, there was no bring back, unfortunately. The bring back is dead, Sean. I think we have to accept it. Running backs were the like chalk Kamara Pollard plays that hit fucking almost eighty points between the two. And you had uh, Garrett Wilson and Conklin. So you had two Jets going against the Patriots. I would, I never would have done that.
0: I randomly uh, did have one lineup with Garrett Wilson, and just because it worked out salary wise, oh, uh, nice. and I go, oh yeah, <laughs> nice. maybe. And he like he took one. I think he had like a catch and run for seventy yards. Very fluky, but I did stumble onto that, and I, I was surprised how uh, how well a he
1: standalone did. DJ Moore, another another completely chalk play and the New Orleans defense. So the ownership just like eyeballing it, the four players cumulative ownership north of 110%. Just four players. Yeah. That's just from Pollard Hill, Waddle and more. I mean, you add in another thirty-five from two. It's it just the ownership's through the roof. Like this is crazy. This was a single win. It in, is in some it, ways.
0: Yeah, it is crazy. And Andrew, I know you follow this stuff. You're deep in the weeds uh, with the fantasy feed and and underdog, best ball, everything. You talk GPP strategy as well. It it's weird. It seems like almost these lineups that would be designed almost for a cash game lineup where you're not really worrying about ownership and kind of just playing the best plays. They seem to be ones that are winning uh, these big GPP tournaments. Do you have any thoughts on as to like why the cash is uh, has been hitting or the chalk has been hitting? And it doesn't seem like it's a great time to have any sort of contrarian lineups. Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: I think the NFL is just really weird this year with scoring uh, yeah. for, for fantasy. You know, it's it, things are just not going the way that they typically do. And, you know, the assumption of the bring back, you know, as Ryan had alluded to it's is, is just not working this year. Um, I, I still believe that that is the ultimate way to to build your lineup is to have a bring back because you're looking for the games that are going to score the most points and have the the most implied points to them. And, you know, a, a majority of the time when it gets into a shootout, that is when you want to have multiples of those players. So it's, I still think that that's probably the way that you want to go. Um, But I mean, the the NFL has just been really weird with, you know, with the way that it's been going recently. So I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it. I listen to a lot of different shows that talk about it. And, you know, no one's really hammering at home that there's a specific thing. Uh, You know, it's just, the NFL is just wonky this year. It's drunk
1: everyone's saying the same thing. Chris Moneymaker won the world series of poker too. <laughs> I, I will say the, 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 takeaway here is like specifically in the past game plays, it was all about just cornering markets on like obvious situations. Waddle and Hill get most of the targets in Miami. Strangely with the injuries, Wilson and Conklin got most of the targets there in, in New York. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would be more inclined to just say that, you know, coins come up, tails, more times than it's come up heads. All right. I I, don't change. I I, don't change the process. Although I am changing my process a little bit. I agree with what Andrew said. I think, I think that, I think correlation is still key. I think, I think just doing correlation slightly differently might be the way to, to zig off of the, like, cuz, cuz bring backs are obviously very chalky. The way that the the way that that data yeah, there, is I think there, there is so, some of
0: that stuff of too, where the field has gotten smarter as far as like playing those type of strategies and maybe playing like old school less correlated stuff is in a weird way. Contrary. But but
1: you're that and, and you know end of the conversation here, so we don't go forever. But that's that's the answer to your question. Why is it different this year? because the field is probably smarter yeah. there's probably a lot of people that said uh, that, no, that no way that lineup can I, I'm not looking everyone's at
0: gonna the, everyone's going to own I'm never going to look
1: at a lineup with over 80% cumulative <laughs> ownership mm. And so that that's all it is. So people are just ex- excluding themselves from very very obvious stuff like this, especially when it f- somehow fits in the cap.
0: Getting too cute. All right, Kramer, kick it off. Who do you got for your quarterback?
1: As I say this, I roll out my guy <laughs> Justin Fields. I, I will say this, Sean. Yeah. Your comments about his fantasy prowess this year are starting to come true. Uh, we mentioned this in the off too, the Luke Getze RPO thing, right? We said. Yeah we said he w- and let's tie this all the way cuz we were just watching Lane Kiffin but he coached under Lane Kiffin that RPO then he went to he went to Aaron Rodgers and it wasn't used a ton and now it seems like they've gotten to a point where they're starting to implement it Justin Fields needed a little bit of he needed that extra semester you know what I mean to to process but i i think more than anything in a game where i expect Tua and the boys to put up points that means fields is going to be running around for 5300 i can get a quarterback who's I think conservatively 10 carries is probably around the floor. Yeah. Um. And, and he's, uh, and he's passing better. I'll say it out loud. And, and he's passing better. I mean, 74% last week on his 151 <laughs> yards. Congratulations <laughs> to him. He did lose by 20 points. Remember that people 34
0: carries 230 yards and two touchdowns in the last three games. You like, also have fields. Yes. I record. also have fields. The, the design, <laughs> this is weird, yeah. the, the design run stuff is just there. He, he's 5,300. And you can stack him in my mind pretty easily uh, with his like you know number one receiver. Him,
1: Uh, him and Mariota being fifty three and fifty four hundred this week are and and Heineke quite frankly in that same. It's insane the amount of like it does feel old school this week in that I wasn't like auto up uh, like buying up for quarterback.
0: Yeah, and and I do like these non conference games.
1: I I like (laughs) I like. no, Why no, do you keep laughing? Because I, no, I I keep forgetting that angle. We got to do a deep dive on this. No,
0: every every winner. I feel like
1: remind me after the show. I can pull this from. the no, last game reference. it was
0: uh, who was the winning quarterback? It was Tua, right in the lineup. Yeah, and and th- these and that was in a dome. Now, if the weather gets super shitty, maybe I pivot. I'm sure I'll have another. No, no, it's nice. It's just windy. That's yeah. perfect for Justin. Fields. It really actually <laughs> it probably is. It's a it's a dream spot. Fifty three hundred dollars. I mean, you have to scroll down to get to Justin Fields, and he's a guy to Kramer's point, he's probably gonna get 10 carries.
1: Don't you remember back in the day? It was always like scroll down, find the cheap quarterback, and build around that. Yeah,
0: yeah. It feels like that might be the week this week. What are you doing, Andrew? What are you doing to attack this slate here? Who do you got for your quarterback?
2: Oh, I'm going to take a man that's pretty pissed off that his team didn't trade for a wide receiver, and that is Aaron Rodgers at (laughs) $5,900. I mean, we know what happens when Aaron Rodgers gets pissed off. The team obviously just gave him a big fuck you and said, deal with it. It is what it is. The Packers have the fourth most implied point total this week. And against the bears in the last nine games, I was going to use 10, but he got knocked out of that one first quarter. Uh, he's averaging 275 passing yards and all but three touchdowns. Uh, I think at 50, uh, $5,900, it's a very, very, very good value. I was very tempted to take Josh Allen. Cause I think that with the high cost of him and digs that, uh, you know, not a lot of people are going to be on that. And I do still think that that's a value because they just blow out the jets. But uh, I decided to go with the pissed off Rogers.
1: There are some decently cheap, punt options this week with me, which makes me think Josh Allen might catch a little bit of more ownership. I like Rogers. I mean, who's not going to click Geno Smith right underneath Rogers. Mm. I mean, it does seem like Rodgers could be a, 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 a sneaky play and great transition to my RB one. Cause
0: Aaron Jones, Aaron fuck our, yep.
1: Jesus Christ. This is a problem. I also uh, have Aaron uh, Jones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make that a third. Okay. okay. Right. So,
2: Everyone on Aaron Jones. So
1: I fully expect him to be fairly popular this week. Detroit's been awful against the running back. I think only Houston and Chicago have been worse and just on top of that, they've just given up points. It, it just, I think the, the the number is they've given up 32 plus points per game. Next worst defense is giving up 27. Sean, mm. let that sink in five points per game worse than, than the next best defense that, that then and Aaron Jones, just hasn't been the target we thought he was. And I, I got to imagine at some point, like is, maybe this is the last week I do this, but the fuck it. Aaron Jones is going to finally get his 10 targets. Yeah. And he also is
0: one of those guys, uh, Ryan, obviously you cashed a big one uh, was last year, I think, but
1: he has those like multi-touchdown uh, 4. 4. Touchdowns in one game. Yeah. Like remember. that,
0: that's into the realm of possibilities. He had two against the uh, yeah. commanders. Like the, the, it's certainly a, a world where he pops off is not crazy. I think they're 32nd uh, Detroit's defense and rush DVOA, And, and I think they're bottom in both pass and rush DVOA, which is almost impressive because normally if you're so bad at one thing, Uh, offenses will do that thing. And then just by like lack of volume or whatever, the other one will balance out, but they've, they've been shitty at, at both. Anything you want to add to the Aaron Jones play, Andrew?
2: I mean, in, in, you know, this year he's averaging 18.6 touches per game and 98.4 yards per game. It, it doesn't seem like that. Cause it seems like he has very down games, um, you know, but he has those boom games as well. So I do think that, you know, there's a two plus touchdown game loading for him. And, um, you know, Ryan, you, you had mentioned on it, it's, it's Houston and the chargers who are the only teams that can seed uh, more fantasy points than Detroit. So, uh, you know, I, I think Aaron Jones, it's a smash play here.
1: Yeah. Eat, eat the chalk. Right. All right. RB two. I'm gonna to go to Jacksonville, Sean. Are we do we still have the same lineup? No. Okay. Travis. I, he,
0: I did think of play ETN and um and Josh Jacobs are both guys I want to find mm. in the lineup.
1: So I didn't put them in this one. You mentioned Josh Jacobs, so I was surprised to hear you say Jones and not Jacobs. But Well, I,
0: I was going back and forth and then I did a, a game stack in that Green Bay Detroit. So So
1: ETN, Jacksonville, sixty-three hundred. just another case where not like Aaron Jones, but like a Josh Jacobs, like some of these guys that will probably be chalky. He's just getting all the touches. Uh, Last week we saw it right against the good Denver defense, 24 carries 156 yards, three catches only six. But again, he got the touch. He scored in two weeks or two weeks in a row. And I think this is the guy people were drafting in third round, fourth round of those best ball drafts, or at least the FFPC drafts in terms of the optimism. He, he looks every bit the part and what did Kamara just do granted it was a Kamara versus the city of Las Vegas game, but Kamara just went the fuck off. So we, we just read his name in the winning Millie maker lineup. So 6,300 Travis Etienne.
0: Well, yeah. And, and 24, uh, what do you have? 24 carries too.
1: It's just volume. Like no one else is. I I thought uh, they, they made it seem like hasty might get a little bit more work seems like not uh Trevor Goldilocks and his favorite what did it was it bears what did Goldilocks have pigs what,
0: what? no she <laughs> she broke in and was trying to find you know that one bed was too big one oh, okay. bed was too small one
1: was just right It was way off anyway uh Travis Etienne uh Trevor Lawrence their 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 reunion from college is finally complete on the field it, it together like the whole it, yeah.
0: time uh what do you got Andrew what's your RB2 here
2: Uh, I took Antonio Gibson 5,500 since Heineke has come back. Antonio Gibson is definitely the RB one on that team. Uh, He's being hyper-focused on, uh, you know, in the past game, he had eight targets last week for seven receptions. I don't see that going away because I do expect Minnesota to be up in this game. So I think Brian Robinson's definitely going to take a back seat, um, you know, this week again. So Antonio Gibson to get a all but starting running back there for 5,500. That's tremendous value. And that
1: opened up, uh, you know, for my wide receiver depth a little later. What a great twist! Because I had so many best ball drafts where I was like, "Ah, I mean, Antonio Gibson's still there this late. He is a starting running back." No, it's it's been <laughs> a real
0: resurgence. I'd like to get your thoughts on that, Andrew. Because McKissick's
1: out, it seems. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. seemed like
0: it seemed like early on. We know it was like, all right. Uh, Antonio Gibson lost his job to Brian Robinson jr. Cause and then that same day, Brian Robinson jr gets shot. Crazy story. Then it's like, okay, Antonio Gibson's there, but they, they like McKissick better than Antonio Gibson. And now Brian Robinson jr came back and they're like, God, give him the ball, give him the ball. And then I think they've realized he's not that efficient. And now it seems like Antonio Gibson is the guy. Like what do you think he's going to be the guy moving forward? It sounds like it, right?
2: Yeah, I honestly think that Brian Robinson is still be the lead back, Um, you know, maybe more so around the goal line when they're within, you know, five yards and they want to pound it in there because he's a little bigger than Antonio Gibson. But I think once the the coaching staff realized that they needed to get Antonio Gibson um you know out of the backfield and more off to the side a little bit catching passes I think they finally realized like oh shit you know what this guy is pretty good at catching the ball and and pretty good in open space so I think he has now t- transitioned over into the McKissick role but honestly they're they're still giving him Um, you know, snaps out of the backfield as well. So it's, it's kind of confusing what they're doing. You never know week to week, but um, you know, Antonio Gibson is definitely the one who is the best with the ball in his hand. As long as he keeps it in his hand, you know, that was his downfall before was, was fumbling. So as long as he doesn't fumble, I I honestly think that he'll keep this, this kind of lead dog role.
1: Two, Uh, two guys who are dogs for the wrong reasons, Josh Jacobs and uh, Antonio Gibson (laughs) talking about them both today.
0: Uh, for me, my second running back. Now, this is where I'm, maybe I'm getting a little too cute, but instead of uh, taking either waddle or hill for my bring back because of this, the long turf in uh, soldier field because of possible windy conditions. And because I think they will catch some ownership just because they're you know, they're going up against the Bears and they're popular receivers. I'm going Raheem Mostert here for sixty one hundred dollars. I am slightly concerned about Jeff Wilson uh, maybe popping off, but to me, I I'd like uh I like coming back with Raheem Mostert, sixty one hundred dollars. I do think at least for this game, he'll still be the primary uh ball handler here. And he's had he's had games. Uh, if we get a game like the one against Pittsburgh, where he had those four catches for 30 yards and a touchdown on top of what he did rushing wise, that's where I think he can really break the slate and I I'm, I'm rolling the dice here at 6,100.
1: Yeah. And maybe a contrarian way to, to play a bring back at this point is, is slot in the running back. Yeah. All right, wide receiver one. Uh, Justin Fields is completely naked for me, Sean. Mm. Uh, just pure, pure alpha athlete. Raw dogging it. I, I figured I'd play three <laughs> running backs in this lineup. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. That Justin Fields is the third running back. Okay. Uh, I'm overloading it. the quarterback, but there you go. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one, 8,500. Uh, he was popular last week. I guess he could be popular again at the same price point. Maybe the, the Windy City will scare people off, but. It, felt like the natural way to play the bring back versus uh, versus waddle. So I had the salary Tyree kill 8,500 big dog. So that that's game stack one, Sean check.
0: What do you got? Andrew first receiver.
2: My first receiver is going to be you know, hopefully he's looking more for, uh, for touchdowns this week than Julia, but it's going to be my boy, Romeo, Romeo mm. dubs to stack with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think he got back on Aaron Rodgers' Good graces this week with that highlight reel touchdown catch he had where he had to turn his body around and catch on the opposite side. You know, obviously we all know Aaron Rodgers is a big trust guy. So Alan Lazard still banged up, probably going to play, but I doubt he's a hundred percent. So I, you know, it, this game could be out of hand pretty quickly, and I don't think they really want to risk getting Lazard any more hurt. So I think Romeo Dubs is going to be the one who's going to benefit from you know Rogers going off here. Um, him and him and Aaron Jones are the two that that are going to be the uh, in the eye of I the like beholder that. for for Rogers. I like that.
1: Yeah. No. I. Although you know, Sean would be playing Bobby Tanya. No, was, you got. I mean, rolling out of Rogers. It's double. only
0: thirty-eight hundred. Come on. <laughs>
1: He like he calls him Bobby. Great matchup against the Lions. They've been no, bad against the tight end,
0: dude. They're horrible against the tight end. I, I don't think you can stack enough pass catchers at a Green Bay against this Lions team. I'm going um, this guy. He had two touchdowns that first game. hasn't had uh, hasn't had a receiving touchdown since. He did have one rushing mm. touchdown. I like the matchup. Uh, I know exactly. Give me Justin Jefferson, eighty six hundred at the Commanders there. Last week he had a down week for him which was 6 for 98. Before that it was 6 for 107, 12 for 154, 10 for 147. He's just not getting the touchdowns. So, I think if he can have another 100-yard game and get one or two touchdowns, that's going to be a a monster play. I I, I assume you're kind of worried about Justin Jefferson, right? What what's your take on that play?
2: Yeah. Um, definitely worried about him for the game. Uh, he is a little overvalued at his pricing mm. point uh, per, you know, different sources that I look at for ownership and pricing and and the value, um, you know, per where all the other people going around them at the same pricing are. So he's a little down on that, but I mean, if the commanders are going to get beat hard, it's going to be through the air because their secondary is middle of the pack. Their run defense is definitely better. So I do think Justin Jefferson has the ability to feast if he wants to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess you also, I would I, I like the play. Uh I certainly was trying to find ways to get McLaren, McLaurin and and Justin Jefferson into some stacks, but I, I you know, we don't know how Hawkinson's gonna impact the offense, I guess. It, it, he might help. That would be the only only caveat, but I like it. I, I think it's a week to spend up with some of these receivers. I, I, I wonder how chalky they'll be. My wide receiver too. Sean, somehow I fit two eight thousand receivers in the really? same lineup. Give me Devonte Adams, the stack with Travis Etienne. Oh, okay. Coming off a game where he clearly had some some uh, minor flu,
0: <laughs>
1: as our boy Walter calls it. I I I think uh, just a clear bounce back spot. I I do think you know you know I like to play the guys coming off injury type stuff because probably less popular people will, will look at him and be like, mm, no, I I, 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 I like
0: the I like to play Ryan. My concern is, didn't you? Were you the one that said he was still on the injury it's, report? He's good. Now the- he's off. Okay, so they got the Wuhan flu out of him. He's good to go. I believe because it did seem like he was. uh, I forget if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. They were still kind of uh, limiting him, so that would be my only concern.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'm gonna pull up the injury report right now. uh, And
0: I like going against that Jags defense. Jags suck. Um, You know, don't need to get crazy on the analysis there, but they're just not that good. Uh, defensively and create a ton of opportunities and and DeVonta Smith should ha- or sorry. Devontae Adams was Devontae limited
1: Adams. on Wednesday when we recorded. Okay. Uh full Thursday, full Friday, not on the final report.
0: Okay. So that you're good to go then. Yeah. Uh what do you got for your second receiver there, Andrew?
1: Oh, Stefan Diggs,
2: 8400. I mean, again, the Bills are going to destroy the Jets. Uh Stefan Diggs has seen the volume game in and game out. Uh you know, he's a touchdown guy. I, I do think Josh Allen has the potential to put up four or five touchdowns this week and Diggs could honestly catch at least two of those. The, the the problem I was having when when picking this is I also think Gabe Davis is a very good play this week and I think he'll be a little less chalky than Diggs is, but Diggs is the go-to guy there so I I'll, I'll take that 8400 still still a value um you know with his ownership uh ownership projection for Diggs is less than 15%. So we'll see how that pans out but 8400 is a pretty good value for Diggs.
1: Yeah, I mean, specifically if you look at the $8,000 receivers, I, I don't think, I mean, cup is hurt. Jefferson, like you said, is a little bit expensive. Uh, Diggs also will probably show up decently expensive it, I, and Hill will probably catch the chalk again. I would assume. I, I don't know. It's an interesting week for the receivers. I I'm mentally noting to go back and make a Josh Allen Diggs Gabe Davis uh, stack and figure out how to get super cheap everywhere else for my second receiver. This is, uh, this
0: is one of my favorite plays of the slate. I don't understand why he's this low price. He had a couple of injury issues uh, dealt with a fake concussion or whatever that was where he got knocked out of the game, but then he didn't have a concussion, had an ankle thing. Cause he's not doing the calf lifts, but uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown at home, only $6,600. Uh, Detroit's defense sucks to Andrew's point. Like they could green Bay very easily could run away with this game. Uh, He last week against Miami felt like was his like first real game back after the concussion, the, the other injuries, he was 10 uh, targets, seven catches for 69 yards. Didn't even fully go off. I think he definitely could against this Green Bay defense, and seven for sixty nine. I, I feel like is like a that's like baseline for him. The, the ceiling is pretty high. One more week to come off that whatever that head thing was, his ankle. I really like this, especially for sixty six hundred. Kind of completing my uh, Jones St. Brown game stack. I'm gonna jump over to you, Andrew. Are you are you bringing it back with uh, Amon Ra at all?
2: Yep. Yeah. That is my bring back. Um, I mean, he should see double digit targets in this easily. Uh, yeah. You know, the offense is lacking playmakers. They just straight away Hawkinson Uh Devondre Campbell's uh, also out for the Packers. So that'll open up the middle of the field a little bit. And that is oh, where the sun God eats. So I, I do think that, you know, th- this is probably the best play I did toy around with uh bringing back Jamal Williams for the hashtag revenge game on the Packers. <laughs> but last time he played them, you know, last year, it, it it didn't go over very well for him. So, so we went to the sun God, but I do think that, you know, with DeAndre, uh, yeah, Devondre Campbell being out that that will really help him be able to, I, I realistically think that he should at least catch seven, eight balls and, and go over a hundred yards.
1: It, I mean, it, he was in consideration. I just I spent all the monies elsewhere, Sean. So my <laughs> wide receiver three. Yes. we're gonna head to a, another game, which of course I'll be stacking, and that's Mister Chris Godwin,
0: sixty-two hundred.
1: Evans Kay. is gonna catch Ramsey. Yeah, coming off an eleven-target game, we love Godwin. He has not had that massive, massive performance yet this year going back three games, 12 targets, 13 targets, 11 targets. It's just, there's the got to pr- connect on the fact this, that his yeah. price went down is interesting. Uh, I guess it's a, it's an efficiency thing. Only getting the yards, no touchdowns. Uh, like I like the game environment here. I, I don't think a lot of people are going to play this game because it sits a, it's a late game. B it sits next to Seattle, Arizona, which is way mm-hmm. more fun to play. And I, I kind of wanted to get involved here, uh, and like, like, to me, this is where I'm winning the million. Like this, co- Godwin plus the next two players are going to be my super low on guys. And I, I was shocked to see his price only sixty two hundred. Chris Godwin, sixty two hundred.
0: That's a, yeah. That seems like so, a great price for him.
1: And then I guess I'll go again since you guys already wait. You already gave out your wide receiver yep. three. Yeah. Yep. No, you, I still have to give oh, out. My you wide have to receiver give your three, three.
0: Brian. Before we do that, I want to shout out Rocket Money. You're tired of wasting money on subscriptions. Again, do you actually go line by line and see every item on your credit card bill? Or are you like me, you set it up on auto pay. Oh, it's great. You never have to think about it, but there could be a lot of subscriptions on there. Hey, you had a free trial. Next thing you know, they start billing you. You completely miss it. Uh, that's where rocket money comes in. They could be saving you up to a hundred dollars a month, maybe 200 depending. And, and even if they save you only 20 bucks a month, you know, times twelve months—that's two hundred forty bucks a year. That's a lot more money you could be betting on sweet parlays, uh, entering in DFS lineups, whatever it is you want to do with your money. Don't throw it away for subscriptions you're not using. Uh, Rocket Money is truly awesome. All you gotta do is go to RocketMoney.com/sgpn. That's RocketMoney.com/sgpn. Could be saving you hundreds, maybe even more. And you know, it, it, they make it so easy to cancel. That's the other reason I feel like I don't end up canceling a lot of these things. I'm like, oh, it's a whole pain in the ass. I gotta call some number, deal with the cancellation process. Rocket money makes it super easy to cancel rocketmoneycom SGPN. We're also brought to you by Babel Love me some babble, man. Conta babble as muy fácil. That's it's very easy in Espanol. And, and it truly is 10 minutes a day. Next thing you know, you're speaking a new language or having conversations in as little as three weeks. Um, they make it really fun too. It's not like your high school, a Spanish teacher cracking a ruler over your head, telling you to conjugate the verbs correctly. They make it fun. They got videos, podcasts, not only Spanish, French, Italian, German, they got you covered plus a 20 day money back guarantee. If you don't like it and you're you're, you're gonna like it. All you gotta do is go to babbel.com slash sgp. That's b-a-b-b-e-l.com slash sgp for up to fifty-five percent off your subscription. Babbel language for life. My third receiver, and this is a crazy stack. I mean, you can get the stack with the number one receiver. And you're only spending 10 K gives you so many options. Darnell Mooney, 4,700. Has he had an amazing season? No, that's why he's 4,700, but uh, he clearly is the number one target for Justin Fields. They seem to be getting some momentum here, uh, figuring out how to play with them, uh, you know, five for 70 uh, for only 4,700. I think he has touchdown upside as well here. Maybe we, maybe he breaks something off. I still think Mooney is a, is a talented guy. It's just Justin Fields figuring out the offense and then, and then working up an offense that works for him. He's coming along. It's, it's a slow process, but I think he's trending in the right direction. Uh, Darnell Mooney, $4,700.
1: I did not stack simply because I, I didn't, I didn't want to make a bet on fields arm.
0: Okay. That's fair.
1: I wanted to make a bet on Fields' legs in a situation where they're going to have to be trying to score a lot. And uh, he, does, he
0: does spread it around. Did you? And you gave out your third receiver, yep, right, Andrew? That was Amal yep. Ross St. Brown. Yeah, so, so now you're back to tight end. You
1: ready to win a million? Yep. Let's go. All right. So, Anthony
0: Ferguson. We were
1: discussing Brock Wright earlier in the week. Brock Wright is a tight end. And Brock Wright, from the way that I did my uh, deep dive, I don't think he's far enough along in the concussion protocol to get cleared by Sunday. Ooh, who is the third string tight end? Well, he went to Virginia tech played for Fuente guy by the name of James Mitchell, 2,500. He's a fucking athlete. He was a guy who was uh, at some points being touted as a potential first round tight end prospect, much more of a receiver than a prospect. If he is the guy working the middle of the field and Amon Ross St. Brown is drawing all the coverage. Whew, this is how you win a million dollars, Tariq Cohen. Uh, meet James Mitchell, twenty five hundred for your Detroit Lions. That that completes my Aaron Jones. Great game play, stack.
0: love that. What do you what do you got for your tight end?
1: Oh,
2: Kramer, I don't know if you saw in the Dynasty League, by the way. I went and picked up James Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, yeah, I don't I, see I, a lot of a little... things
1: in that league. Don't worry. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> <What's that>? only. <laughs> We got to which, by the way, we got to since we're talking. Andrew's good at facilitating things. We got to facilitate this team out of our control.
0: We will be raffling (laughs) off our dynasty team.
1: (laughs) I mean, we got future Uh, picks, man. Come on,
0: we are we are loaded for the future. If you're looking for a rebuilding process, our team is is great to take over. Uh, Reach
1: out in Discord.
0: What do you got for your tight end, uh, Andrew?
2: Uh 3,300 Evan Ingram over the last month, he yeah. is averaging 7.3 targets and 57.8 yards. Vegas gives up the third most fantasy points to tight ends, and he's becoming so much more of a pivotal point of this offense. Um, You know, especially around the, the red zone, Trevor Lawrence looks for him. I know he's got some touchdowns in there. He, he just got one last week. So I think for the price point and, you know, since Vegas sucks at covering tight ends, I think that this is a very, very, very good
1: spot and a very good value for, for Evan Ingram. It does seem like they're a little slow to adjust. I mean, he's, he's it's now at a point where 12.9, 10.7, 15.5, like fairly consistent work is heading his way. And he hasn't really had that game. I certainly, the, the idea of playing a Trevor Evan Ingram ETN game is loading in my, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be heavily invested in the Millie maker this weekend. I think
0: you know, Ryan, when we were doing the uh, pick'em show, I, I I said I like Chargers Atlanta for DFS. Yep. I probably will put together a lineup, maybe Lena Mariota. But now we're we're dealing with Eckler's uh, re-injured something or or no, whatever. They're just being he
1: babies with him. Okay. Abdomen injury. Yeah, that doesn't take a so, shit.
0: That doesn't sound good. He's and learning then, from DK. <laughs> yeah, getting carted off for the deuce. Um, and then Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, both out. Josh Palmer, I think, is interesting, and I don't mind playing him. Uh, he's he's got the Q tag, but Gerald Everett? Are you kidding me? Forty eight hundred? A, a guy who's just gonna get a ton of ton of looks and targets in in a Justin Herbert led offense in a dome game. I mean, am I crazy here? I I'm worried it's gonna be chalky, but this feels like a strong. I don't play. know.
1: I I don't think so. I think people see Atlanta as a running team. I think people. I know there's a lot of like a lot of sharps are on the Chargers this week as a like get right spot for Herbert. Yeah. I don't know if Herbert doubles are going to be super popular.
0: Well, so I I'm not doubling him, but that's interesting. No, no, oh, but in you're general. saying like he would like, catch ownership through a, Herbert Like, gun.
1: I don't know if the game environment pops off to people as like, I want to get involved in that game. Cause I, I I'm with you. I think it has potential. I don't have any guys in this lineup, but I certainly like the idea of playing. An Eckler Pitts or something, something diabolical like that. But yeah, even
0: and the Atlanta running back situation, unfortunately, has gotten a little more cloudy with Cordero Patterson possibly coming back. My first instinct, Damian Williams. Yeah, my first instinct was to play uh, Algier, but like he's not cheap, and if it's not a lock for the uh, for the carries there, I don't know. Andrew, what what do you make of that Charger um, Atlanta game? Any plays jumping off at you?
2: Yeah. Actually you, you just hit on my flex spot. Oh, uh, which is jo- Yeah. Which is Josh Palmer, Um uh, $5,100. I mean, there's no Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen, uh, Eckler. I, I did see the injury report. Uh, you know, he had the abdomen injury. They did say he's going to play and he'll be fine, but I doubt he's a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, so I, I think Palmer could be in line for a big workload, you know, whether he turns that into a massive game or not is, is, you know, to be foreseen, but I, I do think that playing the Herbert double stack of him and Eckler or him and Everett is kind of, you know, interesting to do because I doubt that, you know, as Kramer said, that anybody's going to really want to have a bunch of ownership of, of, you know, the Herbert and this game. So um I think both plays are, are actually the best ones to have, you know, to pivot off of Eckler to go either Palmer or Everett, or it's probably the, the smart way to do it.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking at the final report for the Chargers to put you guys uh, feeling a little bit better. Eckler no longer on the injury report. Okay. Uh, full participant on Friday. So. All right,
0: then maybe I will get some hey, uh, per R-
1: per Ian Rappaport. Sounded like um like it it sounded like it was more or less like a rest thing. I don't I don't know. Like it really could have just been he had he ate some bad seafood.
0: Well, it's it's I always something popping up during the week yeah, to me is always, it's always like a
1: red flag. But at least it was just he had you know he had the case of the shits. He didn't want to put the white <laughs> pants on because he was just out of control. All right. Are are you and Atlanta Falcons? Uh, one more point I forgot,
0: they're like sixth in the league points allowed to the tight end. So, again, um, good reason. I think they're an
1: interesting team. Fun fact the Falcons are a bottom five team defensively defending the red zone, and they're a top five team efficiency wise attacking in the red zone, Hmm. which (laughs) makes for good overs.
0: There you go. Uh, are you on your tight
1: end? No, you gave uh, me. I've
0: not given out my flex, we're on our flex. Yeah,
1: so my flex stacking with Chris Godwin in a game where Cooper cup should be banged up Ben Skaronik, van Jefferson. Uh, well. I know he's on the injury report, which is definitely going to scare people away, but he's the only guy. Uh, th- 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 if there's someone that's going to win me a million. Cause he catches a it's nice 40 yard, 50 yard bomb touchdown. Uh, I'm, I'm playing. I'm going for it. Van Jefferson to stack with Godwin. when I found this one, I said, this is it. I told you (laughs) before, I told you before, normally, if you told me when I asked you who your quarterback was and you said, Justin Fields, my normal response would be okay, cool. I'll swap to a different lineup. But I said, I love this lineup too much to swap it. Van Jefferson, 3,500 stacked with Godwin eight plus targets loading. This is going to be a, this is a banger, Sean.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't hate that. I would have pivoted to Ben Skaronic, Ryan. He is that guy. <laughs> he's going to win us a bunch of money. We've I,
1: been on so, sorry, who? super early the decoy. <laughs> we got to get like a Photoshop of one of those decoy duck. Those, those, uh, <laughs> those duck things. Uh, anyway, uh, Andrew gave out his flex already. Sean, 0. Yes. On the flex. My
0: flex. This man is not a decoy as some may have thought he's coming off uh, seven catch game for 64 yards, second highest of his season. He also did have a game on the road where he went for eight for 158 and one touchdown. Ryan, who am I talking about? I don't know. Give you one guess. I'm a huge fan.
1: I was gonna say Damian Pierce. He already played.
0: Mac Hollins. That's right, <laughs> Mac Hollins, baby. Let's go. And he did that. In, he did that in a game where Devonte Adams was playing. Maybe Devonte Adams isn't one hundred percent. I do, and he has big play potential. Uh, uh, you know, I love him, but you know who really loves him? Derek Carr. Like clearly, he's made him the second guy. Even last week, you know, Devonte Adams didn't do shit. Hunter Renfro didn't do shit. Um, uh, he. Mac Hollins was like one of the only guys with a salvageable fantasy line, and he's only $4,500 going up against the Jags. to be
1: alive. Mac Hollins. Let's go, baby.
0: Kramer, who's your Uh, defense?
1: I assume we all played the same obvious defense. Somehow $300 less than the second cheapest defense, the New York Football Jets. Yes. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Steph Diggs is getting the sauce. Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things, Sean. We've been talking about it. I, I, I just, I, I so badly didn't care about doing a correlated defense because I wanted to spend up this week. When I saw that the Jets were so cheap, it was it, no brainer.
0: Yeah, I'm also on the Jets defense, only $2,000. They they um what did I I had the note in the Pickem show, but the it was The Lions
1: like, are 2600.
0: They've created they've created nine interceptions. Like they they create turnovers and Josh uh, Allen and they're at home
1: and doing Josh Allen. Though.
0: Josh Allen's forcing it a little bit. Like he's playing at an MVP level, but he's still turning the ball over a little bit. I uh, I'm rolling the dice here with the Jets as well. What do you have going for your uh defense here, Andrew?
2: Oh, man, I had a little bit of money to spend up. So I, I took your 2020 NFC East champions, oh. the Washington Commanders. Ooh. I've watched Kirk Cousins long enough to know <laughs> that this dude shits the bed at yeah. FedEx field. All right. It, 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 it's gonna be, it, it's going to be it's going to be bad either one way or the other. Uh, you know, honestly, I I don't think that Kirk Cousins is, is going to go off in this game. I do expect them to win. But, I, I you know, the Commanders defense has been playing better over the last couple of weeks. I don't know if it's the Heineke effect. Or, or you know, if they're just excited that Chase Young's going to be coming back soon, yeah. but you know, I, I honestly think that there's a a good uh, chance that they pick off Kirk Cousins multiple times and and you know <laughs> and rattle him. So, so let's go with Commanders twenty four hundred.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just uh, you know, there are and they're trending in the right direction. Generally, teams kind of carry the momentum of how they've been home playing. dog at two. I- I mean, we, yeah. I, I, I asked the question: Is this a prime time spot for Kirk Cousins? Mm. And it kind of sounds like Andrew just said maybe it's making it it a
0: prime time spot, returning to FedEx Field.
1: (laughs) Well done, Sean.
0: Well done. I feel like we got some good lineups. I know it's a good DFS show when I get uh I'm immediately inspired to mm-hmm. end the show and create four more lineups. Create
1: Josh Allen lineup, <laughs> create, create Taylor Heineke lineup. I'm definitely putting a uh, Taylor I, Heineke lineup. The
0: Rodgers lineup yes. is uh is loading, and then maybe even a golf lineup is interesting. Logan Thomas
1: off the injury report, by the way.
0: Oh, really? Mm. What do we what do you make of Logan Thomas? Are they are they gonna ease him back
2: in? I, I think so because he's probably their best tight end or best asset at tight end. So I, I don't think that they're going to go balls to the wall with him, you know, just coming back from being banged up. Um, I, I don't think it's a terrible play because no one's going to be on him. But um, at the same time, you know, I, I already created a Heineke lineup and I uh, put McLaurin and Gibson as the two. I paired up with them. You know, th- those are definitely the more chalky uh, picks to pair with Heineken. But, Logan Thomas, man, he, don't, don't think he can't score two touchdowns and only on two catches
1: as well. You know they do like to look to him in the end zone, so it could do a pretty good play. Him and Heineke hung out like they hang out together, like that yes. off field shit. Like yeah. they're bros.
0: Well, I, I saw the photo of them uh, hanging, hanging out at Halloween, a Halloween right? party, and I just wrote, <laughs> "Where's Carson Wentz?" with a tear emoji. <laughs> QB one didn't get the invite. Is he QB one? Oh man, we know that answer. Hey. Uh, hit subscribe, youtubecom podcast. Comment on any of the videos. Now, unfortunately,
1: oh here we go. Just
0: the way that comments go, uh, the live chat stuff doesn't count. So you actually have to comment on one of the posted
1: videos. You're already there. Just scroll down, hit the lo- yeah. hit the thumbs up, and then scroll down and click. Very comment. easy.
0: You don't have to enter th- anything else. Turn your notifications on because we're going to try and DM you through YouTube. Uh, to get you the winning jersey that drawings gonna happen on the air Sunday night during the recap show and make sure you check out uh Andrew Rob on Twitter at a rob twenty three check out all his work over at sportsgampodcast dot com and the sgpn fantasy football show subscribe to that if you haven't already thank you for
1: participating in the sports gambling podcast so, we'll have to have Andrew on at some point in a couple of weeks like towards the end of the season do a little best ball Oh best yeah. best ball so out, yeah Oh, yeah, and, was,
0: and, and and checking in on our teams.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. You love to ch- roster, oh, babe. I, I
0: <laughs> every every Monday morning I go, Ryan, six out of
2: twenty two, qualifying. Let's go. Are you guys doing any of the underdog uh, battle royale stuff by a chance around mm-hmm.
0: We world? were talking all right, we should yeah, we should. Yeah, maybe we, we should, because we we haven't done any it's of those. Awesome. Yeah. All right, it Jesus, looks fun. All right. All right. We need more action. The stage- or <laughs> the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan.
1: Just gave out a banger, Sean.
0: Kramer. Let it ride.